you're listening to the Living in Bosnia and Herzegovina podcast. Hello and welcome to the Living in Bosnia and Herzegovina podcast, a podcast that tells stories from this much misunderstood country. In today's episode, we'll be finding out more about folklore and in particular traditional dancing. Back in 2019, I became aware of a young lady from South Holland who had been dancing with a folklore ensemble in the nearby city of Banja Luka. She was, at that time, starting to make a film about Bosnian folk dancing because she felt that these traditions might be starting to disappear and she wanted to preserve that experience for future generations. So, in the Covid world of early 2021, I've caught up with Afi Derksen to find out more. You're listening to the Living in Bosnia and Herzegovina podcast. Afi, you're in the Netherlands, I'm here in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Um, I bumped into you quite randomly um, on the internet and I thought, what an amazing story. So we've never really met in real life, so if we did... My first question to you would be, who is Afi? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'm very jealous because you are there. I miss it so much to be in, in Bosnia. But um, for I'm Afi, I'm a Dutch woman, and there is no genetical link with uh, the former of Yugoslavia. But for me, it's, it's something I grew up with. So it was in... Um, in our home, we always listened to uh, to Balkan music. And um, well, first your question: Who is Afi? I'm a lot of things. I'm a nurse, and uh, I'm making it from my heart. I'm not a filmmaker, so it's just something that I wanted to do, to 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 preserve what what we can find now. I I read a little bit about you. And you said that um, your parents, both from the Netherlands, um, were in, in, into folklore themselves. But they met not in the Netherlands, I understand, but somewhere close to here as well. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They, they met in Hungary. Um, my dad is a musician. He always was. And uh, he... he um, had yeah i don't know he loved the music from the balkan it was just that feeling and the music and the songs so he uh, would travel to to the balkan to to uh, uh, learn from the musicians there and my mother was a folk dancer um, and in that years i'm talking about 70s or the 80s i don't know they um uh, it was very popular in in Holland to 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 do folk dancing, so there were courses, and she went to a course in Hungary. There was just like a folk uh, festival, and uh, my dad also uh, was traveling there, and um, he, he came to play, and she came to dance, and then they they met like two Dutch people in one uh, folk uh, festival in Hungary. So it's funny. <laughs> Yeah. What what made you want to come to to the Balkans and in particular Bosnia and Herzegovina today, for example? Um, we're, we're talking about the wonders of the country, and yet I was just before talking to you, dr- dropping in on a seminar 
uh, to try and encourage tourism and to try and encourage visitors to come here. And it's been an uphill struggle, always is and always has been an uphill struggle. What made you want, what made you want to come to this country, this very misunderstood country uh, in Southeast Europe? Well, in the first place, I, I uh, had the culture in my heart, you know, the, the songs and I... I I never was interested, well, I was interested, but I never cared about the, the war stories because I think that's a big problem. People still think, uh, like, is it safe going to Bosnia or Serbia or um, because of, of the war? Um, but I think for me, it's the people that I come for. They are so open and loving and uh, particular Bosnian people, because I think in history, they, all, they were always the ones in the middle, you know, they were always the ones um, that people came to attack or how do you say it? And I think they are more um, vulnerable, I guess. They are more open. They are more... Um, I don't know, warm. They are just, you feel at home. When you come there, it's just the second home and the, they embrace you. And, and even after all those crazy things that happened in that country with all those ethnic groups, they are just still open. And it's, um, and beside that, when people come, Maybe the first thing they need to know, it's a beautiful country, it's beautiful nature, it's, it's beautiful, it, the food is really, I see you are very lucky, <laughs> you, you can eat a lot of that, um, it's just, um, but when they are really in Bosnia, they can feel the love for each other and for their nature and for their country and their traditions, I don't know, it's... Is that a good answer? <laughs> yeah, I, th I think that's, yeah, you, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. So when did you first come to the country? How long did you stay? And where did you stay? Because I don't think that you were staying in a hotel, right? Um, well, the first time I did, <laughs> I, um, uh, I went like my mother on dance courses um, and uh, that were organized from the Netherlands. Um, to, to learn dances from uh, now well my first uh, dance week was in Serbia and it was in uh, not so long ago it was 2013 it was my first time I, I went to Serbia and then on on years later every year I, I went to a dance course because I felt in love I just wanted to go back and it was only 2016 I, I went to Bosnia for a dance course and because my teacher in, in, the, in the Netherlands, he, he went to Bosnia like 30 years ago to dance with the folk dance group in Banja Luka because they visited the Netherlands on the folk festival in the Netherlands and, and yeah, he just uh, stepped in with them in the bus and drive to Bosnia and they danced on the summers. And uh, so he knew the group and we went with him to the group to, to learn Bosnian dances. But what I just said, the Bosnian people are even more warming, even more 
uh, I don't know, it, it even felt more home, like my first time in Serbia, this was just more my home and I asked at the folk ensemble, um, can I join for a couple months? It's my dream to dance on stage with with the people where the dances come from, you know, not only with Dutch people when we and we and we try to to make the costumes and and look like uh, we're from Bosnian or whatever, but just with the people being on stage and dancing with them. So they say, okay. Um, they didn't think I was seriously because um, uh, in 2017 I planned to, to, to be there for three months and to dance with them and they still thought like that's a weird question why would the Dutch girl wants to dance with us three months in, in an ensemble um, but I did I just came and um, I had uh, like a, 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 a little flat something I, I rent and uh, I was dancing three, three uh, times a week and uh, after uh, those three months of beautiful adventures um, I stood on stage with them on the, how you say, uh, last uh, concert of the year in December, it's like a big concert, so uh, that was my main experience. After that, I I couldn't stop going there. Like uh, the the Maslisha family, that's the ensemble in Banja Luka. It's just my second family. I I, I I miss them and I miss Banja Luka and and the environment and the people I met in the villages. It's just yeah. It came. It became more and more and more. <laughs> for those for those that don't know, the Maslisha dance uh, group is named after the. Um... Partisan war hero, I believe, Veselin uh, Maslisha. I, I've seen a lot of folklore in the time that I've been here. Uh, and I, I, t to be honest with you, I am fascinated about it. And I'm going to have one particular uh, technical question to ask you. Well, maybe not a technical question, but we'll do that uh, a little later on. Going up to a dance group and saying, can I, as a foreigner, and saying, can I join and can I take part? I know things are changing in the country rapidly at the moment, and they've certainly changed in Banyaluka since I arrived. You can get around now uh, using English. When I first came here, it, you know, the, the, the waiters deliberately gave me um, a Cyrillic menu. I mean, come on. Uh, I like their sense of humour. How was the language problem for you? English is your second language. Now you're, you want to try and do something that requires uh, technical ability, coordination, and all the other things. And, and you're trying to do this in another language. How difficult was it to communicate with, with the dance group? Well, I love the language, so I was very uh, open to learn it. But it's a very hard language. I, I think you, you uh, experienced that too. It's just, it's just a hard language. Uh, well, for the dance classes, it was okay because I could count to ten, and uh, I learned with um, with time what kind of steps or dances uh, meant in their language. Uh, but a lot of people cannot speak English or are you know, too shy to speak English. So, in the dance group, it was sometimes hard because they just uh, were were talking uh, Bosnian with each other. But I, when I look back, I'm happy that it was like that because I could learn it faster than 
and I, I you know I had to I had to sometimes it was funny because it was like a dance class you had two groups one group uh, has to dance the choreography and the other group has to eat and then uh, this this choreographer he was just uh, pointing out people like you have to stay and you have to leave <laughs> And a lot of times I was just standing there like, oh, I have to stay. And it was, no, Afi, you have to leave now. Oh, <laughs> or it was the other way around. I, I was already gone. And then the choreography came, Afi, I need you. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes it was it was funny. But I think it's good to 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 be able to learn when, when people, and as you say, like in a restaurant, it's still sometimes very difficult you know when when you arrived in when you arrived in Banja Luka had or, or even Serbia when you started had you ever done any Balkan dances before you arrived or was it uh, that, that much of a culture shock that it was wow here I go no no I, uh, I grew up with it because in the Netherlands it maybe sounds a little weird but we in the Netherlands we really have like this folk dance culture where people dance dances from other countries so uh, and a lot of the, uh, the dances are from the Balkan um, I don't know why that happens but it was like very popular um, and maybe it's because it's very typical for our Dutch people that we don't like our uh, traditional dances, so we want to dance other dances from other countries. Yeah, and my dad was a teacher uh, or was musician uh, who played in, in folk dance classes on the dance academy in the Netherlands. Now they don't have international dancing anymore, but in that time you had on the dance academy you had also the international dances like the folk dances and uh, the woman who was teaching that was Yvonne Despotovic and she was married of course with Siga Despotovic and uh, I don't know I grew up with that she was just uh, someone I, I, I we met a lot in our house and uh, um, we're, I, I'm going to talk about clothing and everything uh, a little later on because uh, we'll we'll be talking quite a bit about your your film, which I think is going to be an uh, an amazing thing. You you were based in Banyuluka. You must have travelled quite a bit while you were here. And the reason I'm asking this now is because Tamara, my wife, used to dance with another Banyuluka group, uh, and she talks fondly about about those times. And in fact, it took me a long time to get over the embarrassment of walking through a street and people would be dancing color and the next minute I'd look around and where had she gone and and there she is doing it so <laughs> did did you travel a lot did you see I mean because Bosnia Herzegovina has got all these different little areas in it and they have different costumes for every village it seems to me maybe that's a little bit too strong uh, and they all have variations on a theme did did you experience that while you were here yeah 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 a lot well I know it from like the 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 did she dance in Chayvats or you don't know? Yeah, yeah, Chayvats, yeah. Uh, well, you know, um, um, I know it from the the stage. How do you say it? Um, like the art uh, way to dance because like you have glamour, so this is the costume of glamour. You know, uh, in the art styled way to dance folk dances, you, you see that the differences very clear. 
but I also meet people in 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 the mountain villages. They um, they had some some uh, costumes from their great great grandmother who made them, and um, uh, I had the opportunity to to visit them and to see the clothing. It was really special because it was like the original state, and um, yeah, you have a lot of different. Um, patterns and a lot of different embroidery um, uh, colors. Um, some have a yellow, some don't. Some have coins. Uh, every village has own identity, but not only in costumes, also in in style, uh, how they dance or which um, steps, and and uh, everything was different. Well, it's it's obviously it's it's you had all those mountain villages. They 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 couldn't reach each other like hundred years ago. It was difficult to 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 have this big connection like we have now. So it was really an own identic uh, uh, identity. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Um, when you were talking about different costumes. Um, uh, one of the th- I, I I I'm not an expert in this, but I'm always quite amazed. There's a dance group in the late, nearest town to us of Laktashi, where the the guys have like white fur hats, um, and <laughs> I think they dance. Plushies. Anyway, they have these big white hats, um, furry furry hats, which yes. I think uh, look amazing, uh, but it has that identity, uh, and yet there's others that just have a very flat cap, like um, in Herzegovina. And I'm going to talk about flat caps. I'm going to talk about dancing without music, because you did mention Glamoch. That must be quite amazing. Are are they the only people that dance without music? No, no, no. No, there are a lot of uh, regions that have that, because um, you have to imagine, like... um, this whole state, not only Bosnia, but this whole uh, Yugoslavia, was uh, a part of the Ottoman Empire. Uh, empire huh? Yeah, uh, it was the right word. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, it's, it was too long that I spoke in English. But they <laughs> they bring a lot of uh, things w- with them. Um, not only clothes like the scarves. Sometimes you can say it's it's. Uh, um, from the Ottomans or, or some m- music instruments, but also it was, I think, it was forbidden to play music or to to uh, play instruments, uh, so- something like that, and that's why people started to to make their own noise and their own singing. Glamuch is not the only one. Uh, if you talk about Bosnia, you also have the uh, Zmijanje region. Um, maybe you know it from the costumes with the blue 
this with the blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I find it amazing. Smyanya from the Maniacha. Yeah. And there they also have this um, dances without music. I never knew that. Thank you for that, because I'm going to go down and see that. When you see them dancing without music, is that, would you say that's the purest form of dance, if you can express yourself just with your feet and with your voice and dance at the same time? It's a beautiful question. You feel it like that, David, that it's the purest? Yeah, I mean, it's it, 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 it's, it's, it, it's like it's from this... this I mean, the, to me, as somebody that has no knowledge of this... Um, People dance to the music. I find the music quite invocative, um, but they're dancing their steps. But a, a lot of the time, I when I first came here, I thought, I wonder what it would be like if there was never any music. And I just shook my head and said, but that's never going to happen. And then one day I bumped into the Glamochka Kolo and, and, I, and I just <laughs> thought, this is so entertaining. And there's not, it's just voice and feet, isn't it, basically? Yeah, it is, and they have the bells, right? That that uh, it's a funny fact that it's uh, it's when you step, the bells are like one second later or something like that. So it's very hard to 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 feel the same rhythm, but that's something else. Well, I don't know if it's the 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 the, the basic because you also have like instruments that exist for years. Um, you have like the flutes, um, like hundred years ago, they had uh, um, shepherd, shepherds who, who needed the flutes uh, to communicate or to, to um, or just to, to, to waste time. But it was like the caval, it's the long flute. I think it, it exists for a long time. And, and also the guzle, it was a, um, an instrument that that used uh, by poets, so they could tell stories. Um, so there are a lot of things that ve are very pure, I think. And uh, mostly what you see on stage with those folk ensembles is like art, because it has to be interesting for people like uh, people who don't deal with it. So it's based on the authentic patterns, but it's made more interesting you your experience here um it, it, it's like it's, it's, i i feel like being in bosnia herzegovina i want to tell the story about the country you've gone one you've gone a massive step further by saying well i'm going to tell my story i'm going to make a film Evie, i mean it, making a film is a ma is a major undertaking why did you decide to go that huge step uh, 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 make a film. This film, I mean, making a podcast takes me, what, I don't know, two days at the, at the most. To make a weekly vlog about life in Bosnia-Herzegovina, I don't know, would take me about, I don't know, six hours of editing. Your film is ha, has, has been a major undertaking, a lot longer than a few minutes and a few hours. Why did you decide... To, to jump into this. Uh, before I answer that, David, it's very uh, hard job, I think, to 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 be able to show the world the beautiful uh, way of living in Bosnia and Herzegovina because you are doing a great job. Why? Because a lot of people were were sharing their worries about the future. Like in Holland, we don't have a lot of cultural her heritage anymore because we didn't care enough. I think. 
And uh, this, this folklore is so uh, alive in, in, in former Yugoslavia, but also because of the world that is changing and young people are moving uh, from the country. Um, a lot of people will think that in the future it will not exist anymore. And also in the villages, uh, young people don't live anymore. And uh, the people who are living there are they have like old costumes, but they want to carry it with them in their grave. So it, it disappears, you know, also on that side. And um, a lot of people had thought that, that young people are not interesting in the old crafts, like uh, making the instruments or playing the instruments or even dancing, because a lot of other activities are popular, like football or I don't know, whatever. So I was like, my God, this is something so beautiful. And for me, it's so meaningful. Um, and maybe I just make a film about it to preserve it. Like, then we have something that, it, that puts it, eh, that the, the film is the product to preserve it. Like maybe uh, things... Um, uh, will vanish like costumes will will be in 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 graves but now i can i can make a movie about it so they are on film so so we can we can see it and the rest of the world can see it because there are like two things one um um, um that things um can be preserved like the things that i found now and maybe are not uh, there in 10 years and uh, to show it to the world like uh, to, to show the world how beautiful this, this part of Europe is and not only of the war stories but just this part is so beautiful and people don't know about um, so yeah and, and, and it was uh, particularly because I was in a mountain village of Imiani it was high up in the mountains. I was with, with a friend there who was a doctor for animals. So we went there up in the mountains and there was a, a, a couple, a woman and a man, and they had a very old costume from her great grandmother or something. And um, uh, we were there and we get food. They always they always feed you here. I mean, it is death by food, isn't it? Yeah, and it was like... Um, fresh cheese and bread and um, and the man was so happy to see someone so I was making pictures of him with his sheep and I got that costume the the woman uh, um, put it on me oh it was so special and then she told me that she would wanted to put it in the grave and it was one of the rare rare um, uh, costumes that was complete you know you you have original parts but this one was complete like the the yellow and the, and i then i i was sure now i need to make a, a film about it because this one everyone has to see it before it's too late so i just started i don't know i i'm not a filmmaker i just uh, put an uh, um uh, um 
uh, a message on some side for for filmmakers and for for uh, producers and uh, I, I just asked like I don't have a budget but who wants to make a film with me and I had like 20 or uh, 25 reactions between people it was like crazy and some people they, they saw it as a job you know they wanted money for it but I didn't have a budget so there was who really wanted to help me she was the best she she I think together we made this film she was uh, like um, the director she she was helping me writing the script and the rest I did myself my my father was a um, musician but also a uh, sound technic man <laughs> I think that's a good word Yeah, and and uh, so he said, I will do the sound. I have the the products. Um, uh, we had uh, cameras we could use. I had a, a crowdfund. People were like enthusiasts, so they put everything. Uh, they they gave me a lot. I'm so thankful. And the rest I did myself, and I did all the interviews. I just I don't know where it came from. It was just uh, I wanted to make it. When when is it due out? That's that's it. That's that's a question that I've got because I'm I'm dying to see it. When is it? When do you think it will be released to the public? That's a very good question, David. Yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to have the premiere like last year in September, uh, but you know, of COVID, it's not possible. And I'm not even. Uh, I cannot even travel to 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 Bosnia or or Serbia, so um, I hope. I couldn't. I contacted uh, Nemanja from Maslisha. We think like maybe May or June that I can come to 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 do the premiere because it's old. It's their culture, and I want to have the first premiere in Banyaluka because it's like a gift for them, <clears throat> and it's not something I need to do in Holland. Well, maybe later, but the first premiere, I want to do it with, with the people there. So I hope it will be in May or June. But the situation, I don't know how it's in Bosnia, but it's very difficult here. We are still in, in a very sharp lockdown. Um, Afi, finally, one of the things that you said that I felt was quite sad, and now that you've been here, in 50 years' time, You know, you said your worry was that in 50 years' time, this might not be like it is today. And you mentioned about young people leaving villages. I know that is happening every day. Everybody yeah. thinks it's like the city is paved with gold, um, the grass is greener in the other field, etc., etc. What do you really think, in your heart, will folklore still be as strong as it is now? Or do you really think that we could be seeing the end of it? Well... My first thought when I made the film was like, oh my God, it's going to die. But I learned from all the people that I interviewed and all the things that I saw. It's like a double answer. First, I think the folklore as we know it today and the, the authentic folklore as the people were still uh, practicing in, in when they were working in the fields or on Slava or other Um, special occasions I think that maybe will be that in 50 years maybe there is nothing left from that but I also learned uh, folklore is like changing with us if you 
tell me like what is folklore i still cannot answer it because i'm talking about authentic folklore and then we talk about 100 years ago but what was 200 years ago or 1000 years ago we really don't know what what kind of folklore um, there was in that time so it's not a um, hard conclusion that we can take like this is not going to exist anymore because it's changing so what we are doing today will be the folklore for the future so it's changing that's what's happening and my hope in my heart is that we still can can enjoy these old melodies and these old dances and that feeling from the heart in those people but maybe they make new beautiful melodies you know it's just like everything in life things change all the time maybe it's sad and maybe it's a beautiful answer i, I i'm not sure yet <laughs> I'm not, i don't know yet <laughs> Afi Derksen there, talking about Bosnian folklore. The connection broke up a bit during our chat, but I'm sure you'll agree with me that Afi gave some fascinating insights into how a foreigner sees the traditions here in Bosnia and Herzegovina. That's it for this episode. And if you like the podcast, please do give us a thumbs up wherever you can. Join our feed through your podcatcher of choice and leave a review. It all adds up to making this podcast successful. Until the next episode, please do stay safe in these challenging times.